0: Heavenly Father, we pray that you would speak to us now. We pray that you would help us to understand your word, that we would indeed walk in the light, that we would walk in the freedom that you give us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if you can remember the feelings that you had when you sat down in the exam hall at school. Maybe for some people it's a more present reality than others. But I wonder can you remember back to when that was happening. Maybe maybe you were nervous trying to remember everything that you had learned on that particular subject. Maybe maybe you felt sick, just wanting to get through, wanting to do well and knowing what uh, follows. How much better would you have felt if you knew the end result before you sat down? Or if you knew uh, what you were guaranteed, even as you were furiously scribbling at your answers? on the paper or what about the moment when you drive up to the MOT test centre how flustered you feel whenever they ask you to turn on your lights and you can't remember how to do it and you you push a lever and suddenly the windscreen wipers are going and I get nervous like that whenever I drive up Uh, to the MOT test centre or uh, you know whenever they do the the braking test and you feel the car kind of jerk or when you see your precious car lifted up onto the platform and they start to give it a good shake to make sure that it's all okay there was one time uh, I was at the MOT test centre and the tester took ages with my car on the lift and then he called over a colleague and they had a good look at it and he stood for ages and then he disappeared into the office I think he made a cup of tea maybe, drank it (laughs) visited the bathroom brought a manager out stood and chatted for another minute or two and I thought oh dear is this the worst car he has ever seen in this test centre only firm to call me over and say there you are you've passed with flying colours how much better to already know the verdict before you drive your car through that tunnel of terror. Or maybe, maybe Saturday night for you means sitting down to watch match of the day. You already know your team's result. So even if they go down two goals in the first half, you know that they're going to win three two. Knowing the end result changes how we feel about the experience. That we're going through. Knowing the final verdict can give us confidence no matter what might be going on in the meantime. Now, if that uh, is true of exams or MOTs or match of the day, then how much more true would it be of life? How amazing to be able to know God's verdict of our life here and now without having to wait until the end whenever we stand before his judgment seat to know what God thinks of us that he approves of us as we begin looking at Romans 8 today that this is what Paul tells us is possible here and now look at what he says in verse 1 and it might be good if you turn back in the sheep because Romans is sometimes uh, a little hard to follow, so uh, if you turn back at least you'll be able to see what Paul says and, and see uh, that I'm trying to say what he says so verse one there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus no condemnation and not guilty further. A declaration of innocence is available for us, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now this first verse is a, a summary of everything that Paul has written in Romans chapters 1 to 7. And it might be good if you have a look at it sometime to read through, maybe before a fortnight's time when we're back in Romans again, just to see what it is that Paul says. You see, Paul sets out the gospel, the good news of Jesus in the letter to the Romans. What it is, and then what it means for us. You know, people might say lots of different things about us. They can have their opinion of the things that we do or say. Or maybe maybe you have your own opinion about yourself, the the shame or guilt for something that you have done. The thing you hope no one ever finds out about. Perhaps you see yourself as sinful, as guilty, as condemned. But the only opinion that really matters is what God thinks of us. It's his verdict. That counts in the end. And his verdict can be known now. In Romans 8 verse 1. No condemnation for those in Christ. It's as if we have been set free. The law of sin and death holds each one of us. Our sin that leads to death. But those in Christ are set free. The prison doors have opened. The the chains have been removed as we are declared innocent. But but how does this happen? How can we know the verdict in advance? Well, verse 3 shows us what God has done for us. Look at it with me. He has sent his own son, uh, the Lord Jesus, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin Jesus came in our skin sharing our human nature to die for our sins he condemned sin in the flesh he has taken away our sins it's as if we had a huge debt and Jesus has paid it he has dealt with our sin. But then Paul says that Jesus has done even more than just paying our debts. Verse 4. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. You see, Jesus not only takes away our lawbreaking the things that we have done against the law, he also gives us the power to obey the law. He helps us to do the things we could never do before when we walk according to the Spirit. When you think of it, there are lots of different ways that we divide people. Men and women, old and young, rich and poor, at Manchester United fans and ABUs, anyone but United. But Paul says there are only two types of people in the world. You're either one or the other. There is no middle ground. There is no sitting on the fence. So which are you from verse 4? Do you walk according to the flesh or according to the spirit? From verse 5, Paul helps us to see which group we're in. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. The way to see which group you're in is to see where you have set your mind. What is it that you think about when you don't think about anything? What is it that sets your goals and ambitions and dreams? Is it your flesh, your sinful nature, your your sinful desires, the, the things that you just want and you'll do anything to get? Or is it the spirit, what he wants, what he delights in? In a few moments, Alex and Esther will declare their choice as they turn from the world, the flesh and the devil. As they turn to Christ and submit to him. You see it's, it's one or the other. We either set our minds on the, on the flesh or on the spirit. It's as if you had come to a fork in the road. And the two roads lead to very different destinations. Verse 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. It's a matter of life and death, heaven and hell. And your thoughts are a diagnosis of your heart, of your desires. To pursue sinful pleasure is to be hostile to God. To love the things that God hates and to hate the things that God loves. To be unable to please God at the end of the day. Now by nature, that's every one of us. We are naturally out for ourselves. It won't take long until that little Anna that learns that all-important word, mine. Mine. And even if we have grown up and, and know that we shouldn't say it, We still think it. We still feel it. We still work towards it. Mine. But Paul says it doesn't have to be that way. You see there are two groups of people in the world. People who live by the flesh. We're in that group already. But there are also those who live by the spirit. Paul says that the Christians in Rome, verse 9, the people who received the letter are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Now how do you know? How do you make that jump from one to the other? How can we tell if we're in the spirit? Well, as he says, it's if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. You see, if we belong to Christ, if we are in him and he is in us, Then he gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the power to change. He gives us the guarantee of the final verdict. Do you see how Paul refers to the Spirit here in these verses from 9 to 11? He's the Spirit of God. He's the Spirit of Christ. He's the Spirit of life. He's the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead. Each of those names and titles point us to the work of the Spirit in bringing the power of God to live in us and also in giving us life and helping us to change. Living as a Christian can be frustrating. I I wonder if you've ever felt that or experienced that. You know what you should be doing But you don't always do. You want to change, but you stumble and fall into sin. Maybe even the same sin time and time and time and time again. You feel the the power of sin, the pull of death as you do that thing that you hate. But look at what God gives us. He gives us his Holy Spirit, the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead to dwell in us. (coughs) And if that's what he did in Jesus, then that's what he'll do in us as well. He will give us life. He will give us power. You see, Satan may try to condemn you. He might try to bring you down with the weight of guilt. He might say, How could God really love you after you've done that? And you call yourself a Christian. But the Holy Spirit whispers into our soul. That we already know the verdict of the last day. As we trust in Christ. Not guilty. No condemnation. Life and peace. Because we stand in Christ's righteousness as we live by the Spirit, as we follow his leading, as we do the things we could never do by ourselves, as we obey the law. It's as if we open our exam results before we've set the exam paper. We already know the final result as we trust in Christ, as we live by the power of his Holy Spirit. So as we gather here today, which group are you in? Are you living by the flesh? Are you following your own desires? Are you setting your own agenda and therefore are still under condemnation? Because you can't do the things that God requires by yourself. Perhaps you've been weighed down by the burden of your sins. Well, you can be free from all that today. You can know that that life and peace which only Christ offers. You can have the verdict already passed. No condemnation. Turn to Christ. Depend on Christ. And you will receive his spirit, the power to live by the spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for all your wonderful gifts to us that you give us by your grace. We thank you, Father, for uh, the possibility of having this uh, not guilty verdict. Father, we pray that, that you would help each of us here to depend on you. To look not to ourselves, but to you. And to receive the power of your Holy Spirit living in us. Helping us to do what pleases you. Father we pray that we renew your power in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen.